Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In today's Gospel, we have one of the great passages in all of the Gospel of John, the woman at the well. Now that image of thirst is seen up and down the Bible, the great images of our thirst for the presence of God in our lives. I think the psalmist puts it best as he writes, As the deer yearns for flowing streams, so my soul thirsts for you, my God. Well, when you think about thirst, it's so elemental. It's such a basic desire when we're really thirsty. Say, for example, we come in from a hot day and there's something that is just demanding about our thirst. It's something that we have to address quickly. Now, the psalmist implies our thirst for God is just that powerful. Now, turn to the first reading. Here we have a reflection of the Israelites. Having made their way out of Egypt, now they're in the heat of the desert, and they begin to complain to Moses. They say, why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and livestock? Now, the Jewish people, yes, they are thirsty, but not just for water, but for the presence and the direction of God in their lives. Now, that's a beautiful segue into the gospel. Here we have one of the most powerful, as well as the most mysterious passages in all four of the gospels. It speaks to us about our thirst for God, but also for God's thirst for us. Remember, as Jesus hangs on the cross, in the midst of his agonizing death, he says, I thirst, right before he dies. Well, it's as if Jesus is thirsting for the God the Father, and in doing so, he's sharing our own experience of yearning for God. Now, this familiar theme is on beautiful display in the gospel for us today. Now, notice the first thing, how it starts out. The time of day, it's at noon, the very height of day. In fact, probably the hottest part of the day. In Jesus, it says he sits down at the well in Samaria. He encounters a woman who is seeking water, and he says to her, Give me a drink. Now, in this little simple scene, as typical for John, it's full of spiritual meaning, and therefore we have to peel that back. Now, this woman is coming to this well, and she embodies this whole tradition of human beings thirsting for God. She is seeking God, just like us. We are all seeking the presence of God in our life. And who does she meet? Jesus Christ, who says what? Give me a drink. In other words, Jesus is really saying to her, I am thirsty for your faith. Friends, at the heart of the Christian spiritual life is two thirsts meeting each other. The human thirst for God and God's thirst for us. 
Does God really need us? No, not at all. But instead, St. Augustine says, Jesus here is thirsting for this woman's faith. And so it begs the question, what is the love of God? Well, the love of God is God's passion to share his life with us. So salvation occurs when our thirst for God meets that even more powerful desire or thirst of God for us. This reminds me of that great poem entitled The Hound of Heaven, written by Francis Thompson. Even as we run away from God, God is chasing after us because his thirst for us is greater than our thirst for God. And so too here in this story, you see God's overwhelming thirst for each and every one of us. Now, the woman is put off by what Jesus says, surprised, maybe even a little insulted by Jesus asking for a drink. Notice her response. You, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Now, first and foremost, in Jesus' time, a Jew would have nothing to do with a Samaritan and vice versa. They hated each other for decades, even centuries on end. More to it, remember, this is a patriarchal society. Men never addressed women in public, especially women that they didn't know or were strangers to them. And so this is really unheard of. That's why you could say this woman is doubly shocked. And so how do we translate this woman's response to Jesus in a spiritual language? Well, what she's really saying is, You, God, you're thirsty for me? You really want me? God's answer, yes. And see, that's the beauty of Christianity. God's thirst for each and every one of us. His thirst for our faith. Now, look what Jesus says next. If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, symbolic of this living water is grace. The grace of the divine life. And see, that's what Jesus is offering this woman. And he offers each and every one of us to share in the divine life of God. Now listen how Jesus elaborates on this. He says, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Herein lies the hinge pin in which the whole reading turns. Jesus is saying to her, You come to this well every day. You draw water, you drink, and yet you want more. You get it, and it doesn't satisfy you. So Jesus is saying, I want to give you this life, a life of grace, a life of divine life, which will permanently satisfy your thirst. Now, what's being described here? The difference between errant desire Versus the desire for God. I often give you that quote from St. Augustine. Lord, you have made us for yourself. For our hearts are restless until they rest in you, my God. Well, we have an infinite desire for the divine in our life. And God and only God can satisfy that desire. This woman is coming to the well every day. She drinks and she's not satisfied. Well, she's symbolic of all of humanity in our errant desires. When we have hooked that infinite desire for God to something or someone else in this world. I'll give you some examples. 
a person says, you know, if I just make a little bit more money, just a little bit more money, I'll be satisfied and happy. And so they drink from that well, the well of money, the well of prosperity. And for a short time, they feel satisfied. And yet after a while, they become thirsty again. And they go back to that well and back and back to it. And they keep drinking. They are never satisfied. Or there's a person that says, you know, if I'm just popular, if I was well-liked by people, I would be satisfied in life. And so they drink from that well of popularity or notoriety. It satisfies them a little, but not more. And so they keep going back to that well again and again and again. And so this woman represents all of humanity, us, who bring our bucket of desires to place it against a well, a well that will never satisfy us. Now Jesus says, I will give you water. Jesus is saying, essentially, make me the source to which you come. I am the well to which you drink from. All of us must enter into the experience of this woman and hear the words of Jesus Christ offering us the water that will satisfy us. Now notice that great but very odd detail of the story. Jesus tells the woman, go and call your husband. The woman says, I have no husband. Jesus says, yes, you have had five husbands, and the one that you are with now isn't your husband. Well, what's going on here? Now, remember, before jumping to conclusions, John's literary style, it's always rich in symbolism. What does Jesus really mean here? He's telling the woman, find for me that thing that is running your life. What is directing your life? Well, if you look at what Jesus says, you, know, you have had five husbands. Well, no number in John's gospel is never unimportant. Who are those five husbands? St. Augustine would say they stand for the five senses. In other words, here is a person, like a lot of us, a person whose life has been run by the five senses. And so what does this woman seek in her life? Well, the beautiful things her eyes bring in as she sees the world. The beautiful sounds her ears bring in as she hears the world. The beautiful things that she can touch. This person is dominated by the pleasures of life. These things shouldn't be a force that governs our life. Now notice that last very small detail. The woman, yes, She's converted. She welcomes Christ into her life, and she runs back into the town to tell everyone about this, especially those people that have ostracized her. Now, that small little detail, it says she left the bucket behind. That bucket stood for her drinking from the wrong well, the well of the world, thinking that the desires of the world would satisfy her thirst for God, and it never did. That's why she kept coming back again and again every day. Now she has welcomed Jesus into her life. She now drinks from that well of Jesus Christ, the well of eternal life, and now she is satisfied. She no longer needs that bucket. That's why she leaves it behind. Friends, this story is a powerful story for us all. As we make our way through the great season of Lent, The story reminds us 
the importance of us to continue to drink from the well of Jesus Christ. Because when we always do, our thirst for God in our life will always be satisfied. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.